got that sports, we got that joke, we got that. And we just getting started, so don't turn me down, stop that. From LA all the way to the A, Maddie and Cohen got so many things to say. Switching up the topic quick as I switch up the flow, so make sure you pay attention. Okay, ready, here we go. It's the Daily Degenerate, Daily Degenerate. Whoop, whoop, welcome to the Daily Degenerate, Daily Degenerate, Daily Degenerate. Whoop, whoop, welcome to the Daily Degenerate, Daily Degenerate, Daily Degenerate. Whoop, whoop, welcome to the Daily Degenerate, Daily Degenerate, Daily Degenerate. Whoop, whoop, welcome to the Daily Degenerate, Degenerate. Hey guys, before we start, I just want to give a quick status update. I want to give a uh, shout out to some of our new listeners like Taylor Lay, Nick McRae, um, Avery Perkins, who's been a day one listener. I want to give a shout out to the K- Kirby uh, Gregory brothers who have uh, who, who m- met me down there in Orlando and um, showed me out to a good time. I just want to say thank you guys for listening. If you're a new listener, thank you so much for giving us a chance and uh, tuning into the podcast. If you're a day one listener, thank you so much, man, for tuning in, watching us grow. Our audience has grown. Our technology has grown. Our skills have grown. We try to be better every day. If you guys have anything, please let us know. Please hit us up and tell us, hey, sound sucks. The content sucks. Whatever's good, whatever's good. Let us know what you're thinking. Let us know what you're feeling. Instagram, at TDDpod. Um, we don't keep up with Twitter that much. We're going to start changing that. Facebook, same story. Instagram is where you really reach us right now. But we will be updating Facebook, Twitter, everything more often than we do right now. Just want to say thank you guys who have been grinding with us. We have not forgotten about you. We will be doing gear soon. We will be doing more inclusive stuff. I just want to give a humongous shout out to the listeners um thank you guys seriously it is um it is a pleasure to podcast for you guys and um we we couldn't do what we do without you guys so i just want to say humongous thank you keep listening tell me and maddie some criticism hit us up say hey you guys fucking suck you guys do this you guys do that hit us up tell us what's good thank you guys so much for listening appreciate it What's up, everybody? It's March Madness number 69 of the Daily Degenerate Sports Podcast. 69. Hollywood. Cohen, Mr. Johnny Sins just said 69. Thomas Penland's with us, too. 69. Florida Florida State made a nice run. They did. Uh, Cohen, what's your story? Um, My story is, Matty Goldberg, that I have a few names. Four, to be precise. I am the Michael Rappaport of the South. I am the professional devil's advocate. Hell, I'm Podcast Poppy. And I am your personal favorite, the Johnny Sins of podcasting. Matty Goldberg, it is a cool 60 degrees in Atlanta, Georgia. I, I worked a double today. It is hey, It could be 69 degrees. Who the hell knows? I worked a... Exciting. It is exciting. I worked a double today yeah. at, at my day job. Um, I, I'm hype. Penland's heated. You crushed, the, he, you he, crushed he, the conferences. You made, what, 250 this weekend? I was I was up 275 on the weekend. Nice. All in thanks. I'm saying 60% in thanks to the man that I'm about to introduce, our oh, favorite man. Florida State fan, our favorite Buckhead bartender, 
our <laughs> favorite podcast guest, Thomas Penland. Tell the people who you are. What's up, guys? I'm Thomas Penland. I'm the host of Hot Takes with CP3. I've co on there quite a good bit. Um, I do. So I have my Twitter, obviously, at Hot Takes with CP3. Then I'm on Instagram at CP3 underscore NBA underscore bets. Y'all can find all my picks and everything on there. So I give out for free out of the love of my kind heart. But I mean, we we killed it this week on we Picks did. Boys. We had Maddie a good week. Was going we? off, Cohen, mm-hmm. everybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it I feels think good. You plug if Cohen said you made he made a a couple hundred. It means your picks are good because I don't think Cole watches that much college basketball. I don't. I, I I am self-proclaimed not a huge college basketball You're head. An NBA guy. I I have not made a uh, maybe one or two college basketball bets at all this year. Yeah. And uh, around conference tournament time, everybody that's in a group chat with me and Penland, it's called. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the degenerates or something. It's called something. Yep. I think it's called like fuck Vegas or something. Yeah, like fuck that. fuck Vegas. We're gonna kill your bookmaker. We're gonna absolutely skin him alive. Yeah. We are gonna turn his body inside out and fuck it from the ground up. But <laughs> yeah, bookmaker sixty nine style. Penland will put his picks on his Instagram and in that group chat, and we'll talk and say, oh well, I don't know. I don't want the Rockets now. And then Penland will say, oh no, take them tonight. They got somebody resting. Penland came through for the boys this weekend. We had a great week. The conference tournament was awesome. Th- th- this was a great yeah. week to watch basketball. I had a good time. They were time. great games. Too, they were great besides games. Besides winning money, they were the the uh, probably the game of the of the, the the whole thing that I saw. The best game was Penland's Florida State versus Virginia Tech. Yeah, having hit a three at the buzzer, mm-hmm. then hitting a crazy shot. What was amazing about that overtime shot was. If the ball just goes in the hoop, there's probably three seconds left. But it did like some weird dance. The bounce around. Like two seconds off the clock, mm-hmm. just going in the basket. Yeah, and, that, uh, that shot was crazy. When we were bringing the ball up the court, I was screaming. So I was screaming at the TV. I was going crazy. Yeah. I thought we had lost and we hit the three. I was like, all right, overtime, let's go. Back and forth the whole time. But when we were bringing the ball up the court, it was kind of lackadaisical. Our point guard, Dave Nichols, was just kind of chilling. Throws the ball to man. And I'm like, what are we doing? Like, get in high gear. Yeah. Next thing you know, he just goes up the court and chucks it. I was like, dude, that's not going in. And then it was on the rim. I was like, <gasps> you know, it was one of those kind of moments. But right? the, the amazing thing about it is it, it literally took two seconds to go in the hoop. Mm-hmm. And it took a couple seconds out. But it There's was There's a humongous and- difference in three seconds to take a to half-court shot and Absolutely. a second. And Duke, North Carolina, three was great. Zion was amazing. But let me just talk about everybody. Join our pool. We got a daily degenerate pool. ESPN bracket. Fantasy Sports app. Yep. Not CBS, not anything yeah, else. ESPN. ESPN. And daily degenerate pod is the group name. No password. We got about 12, 13 in. I got a bunch of people that are like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. So I'm going to try to get 30. We'll have about three hundred dollars. Winner will get like two hundred or something. It'll be a good for ten bucks. Low risk, high reward. I'm doing two brackets. One bracket that's kind of, I wouldn't Crazy. say realistic because both of them are going to be yeah. realistic. But one of them that's sure. kind of, I'm picking favorites. I'm kind of playing the table. I'm kind of doing this, and then the next one I'll take some upsets. I'll kind of, you know, get a dark horse and you know go from there. I will be and submitting two brackets. Yeah, and. Yeah, and to be honest, I mean, I think that's the best way to do it, Cohen, is to have two brackets. Yeah. Um, and the in the pool, most of the pools I'm in, you get two brackets. Obviously, I always take one with Florida State winning it, just because I'm a of big course. Florida State fan. Although I think we have a damn good chance this year, but yeah. 
I'm obviously going to take another one too. My thing is, I'm actually like, I will pick upsets in my brackets typically, but yeah. I don't really try to go too wild with them. At the end of the day, I feel like more so it's really hard to predict upsets, you know? So I, that's why, obviously why they're upset. So I feel like you're better off just going with what you think is going to happen with favorites and stuff and then just letting it all play out and hope you get more favorites right in the other person. And like, the biggest thing is if you don't believe in a team, take them to go out earlier, you know, so that yeah. if they do go out, you don't really get hurt and someone else gets killed. Like, mm-hmm. that's always helped me in the past with, like, well, for example, Arizona and Virginia last year. Yeah. Well, the one thing about the tournament is you can sit there and you can be like, I see this 12 team. They're going to be the team. And they get smoked by 20 points and then another 12 wins. You you see a team that, like, wins their, like Auburn. Everybody's high in Auburn. And then they get beat in the first round. You're like, what the fuck happened? And then you get a team like Wisconsin. And you're like, eh, you know, they – can't really score they're boring and then they make the final four you're like what the fuck happened you so, maddie you just busted me out i was gonna take wisconsin for one of my well uh, they're good they're a good final four team because really i think i they, i they think the, the final four i think they'll get expected i think they, they'll get i'm not gonna lie boys i don't think wisconsin's got much anything going for them a team neither, i would like to get, that i think could get to the final four more as a sleeper is like a texas tech you know you can play yeah. defense he's started shooting the ball better i think it's a team like that or like exactly. you know they i feel like they got a chip on their shoulder too after I'm that just loss saying like two years ago south carolina was an eight seed or maybe they were a 10 or something i know they beat duke maybe duke was a second seed so that south carolina made the final four Nobody saw that coming. Who they who they was that one they played? I think they played Gonzaga, right? Yeah, they played Gonzaga. Yeah, in, uh, that was Final the Cinderius Thornwell team. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And nobody saw South Carolina. You know, they were a no, of team. course not. Um, yeah, that Duke team was good too. They had Tatum. Yeah. They had Grayson Allen. I think they had one other guy too who's in yeah. the NBA now on that team. Like that was a good Duke team, and they got. I couldn't believe that game when I watched it. I was like. Who well, was the coach saying. at South Carolina at the time? Frank Martin? Wasn't that yeah, his he's name? Coach. Yeah. He's a maniac. He mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a awesome. Maniac. I love him. He, just yeah, yells, he... At, he yells at players like crazy. Mm-hmm. He's got a mm-hmm. Bob Huggins, like, old school mentality. Yeah. Um, so, you guys, so, I said, you want to talk about snubs? You guys want to go around for a let snub? Me, let me ask yeah, Penland. I went to St. Patrick's Day in Savannah, Georgia last year, and Penland went this year. Penland, was this your first time going to uh, St. Patrick's Day? Second, my first one was last year. Last year, how how, how how did you enjoy your time in the lovely city of Savannah, Georgia? Let me put it this way: my dad said this to me before I went down there. You know how you 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 said an Irishman isn't that drunk on St. Patty's Day as long as he can lay on the ground and hold on to one blade of grass. So, yeah. I mean, I'd say that typically stays the same for everyone else. I try to stay a little more coherent there than most people because I had that big Florida State Duke game at night. But yeah. after we lost that game, it all went downhill from there and ended with me waking up sleeping on the ground. So, I mean, I, I mean, uh, at the house. I made it back to yeah, the house. At least, at least. Yeah. Can I, I read a tweet that I retweeted? Somebody wrote retweet about – about St. Patrick's Day that you guys, I think, will like. Yeah. I'm finding it. Uh, I got to go to my Twitter. All right, so before Maddie pulls up that tweet. Um, I got it, I got it. Okay, Maddie, read it. I got this girl, Jessica Fletcher. I have no idea what she does. Sounds fine. She goes, so glad Irish people don't give an F when we appropriate their culture. And I say, it can't be more true than that. Mm-hmm. It is. Everybody just loves when you just dress up in green and get fucking plastered mm-hmm. and... In the name of Irishman. Exactly. And they don't give a fuck. It's not like, hey, man, that's racist. It's like, fuck yeah. Do you guys know the uh, the actual point to St. Patrick's Day? Like, why do we celebrate? I don't think anybody does. Um, The point is to get wasted. And that is in in today's day and age. But I think to give a shout out to some homage of my Irish culture, 
I would like to say, and if, if I'm wrong, someone please tell me, because I've, I I read this the other day, and I think this is the case. I yeah. think St. Patrick was a saint in the Catholic Church who, in order to help the crops grow in Ireland, did a spell or did an omen or whatever Catholics do, you know, whatever religious people that aren't mm-hmm. witches do, and cast away all the snakes. So now there's no snakes in Ireland. I think think that is what's going on so shout out to saint patrick for banning i hate snakes so shout out to no snakes yep shout out to saint patrick for banning the snakes from ireland so pillin had a good weekend in um in savannah georgia we are going to talk about selection sunday that happened on espn yesterday i did not get to watch the program but now that i'm back from work sat down at my laptop and i've read the bracket, not up and down, and I've memorized, but now that we can kind of look at the bracket and sit down and say, hey, who's playing? In terms of snubs, Maddie, we'll start with you. Who do you think got left out that should have been put in? I'm going to say nobody. I, I, I Here's my feeling about things. It's kind of that thing of like, you know how in the NFL when a team needs another, a team making the playoffs you don't deserve to, to win it. the last the last game of the year 100%. to get in. They, they're pissed because they don't play their players. Don't put yourself in that position. So there's not a team that I think got completely fucking robbed. Absolutely. I, don't think, I so. think you're 100% right. So I don't think Clemson got robbed. I don't think TCU got robbed. I think they're all decent teams, but you know, it wasn't like, oh, my God, that team didn't make it and they got screwed over. So I can't really pinpoint a team. That's a good I answer. I can say, like, Maybe St. John's maybe didn't deserve to get in. Uh, but I was glad they took like a Belmont mm-hmm. over, you know, like a Clemson or even yeah. in Indiana. Like Indiana, like you got to beat Ohio State. You know, that was a playing yeah. game. Ohio State's the conference. Maybe NC State, maybe I'll say has a case because that Clemson-NC State game was kind of like who could get yeah. in. Yeah, 100%. But, I, I, me and you were watching that game, and Pitlin was as well. We were texting back and forth. We were yeah. we were up to date on what was going on. That was a very entertaining game. But that's about it. I, I do have some problems with some of the seedings, but we'll get to you guys about the snubs. Pitlin, what do you think? Um, So I agree with Maddie that St. John should not have been in. I don't think that St. John should have been there. I don't think Arizona State should have been there. I also – I mean, I also don't think Ohio State should have been. I mean, I don't think Indiana deserved to get in. I'm actually pissed off the two ACC teams didn't get in here, Clemson or NC State. I thought that Clemson played really, really well at the end of the season. I mean, especially in the ACC. It's like they're trying to write these teams off to play in the ACC. Like, we have three number one seeds coming out of the ACC. I know I am a big ACC guy, but I'm not – I swear I'm not biased in this. Look, they are hold against NC State and Clemson. They played week out of conference schedules. When it comes to college football, do we hold that against the SEC? No, never. we don't care that not it never once. gets held against them. I think not it's a once. stupid double standard. The best conference should deserve to have the most teams in there, and they didn't get it, and they got snubbed for that reason. I think Arizona State absolutely sucks balls. They are horrible. The Pac-12 is a joke of a conference. I don't even think they deserve to have any team in there besides Oregon the winner. I thought Washington had no business losing to them. Washington, go look at who they've played. Beat nobody this year. They just beat be, up on the horrible Pac-12. And to be competing, is, and to be competing yeah. for an eleven seed, mm-hmm. is kind of embarrassing. Well, uh, I think like they decided, you know, Belmont and Temple are playing against each other. They kind of were like, I think the public would rather have these kind of mid teams play as opposed to, you know, an S, another ACC team. 
Like people roll. I get it. Oh, 10 ACC teams. That's ridiculous. I get it. Um, But it's about putting the best teams in the field. It is. They are the better teams. But I think when it comes down to it, and I'm not saying it's right or wrong. Yeah, but this is what it comes down to. We want to give Belmont, those kids, a chance over Clemson. And I don't have a problem with Belmont being in there. Belmont's like second or third in the entire NCAA in points per game. I mean, Belmont's a good team. They beat... They beat the crap out of Murray State when they played them in the regular season. They happened to lose yeah. by two points, you know, in the championship game. I thought sure. Belmont absolutely deserved to be there. They're yeah. a great program, but it's just more so Ohio. I don't think Ohio State, Arizona State, and uh, St. John's deserve to be in there. I was I shocked left- about Ohio State. Me too. Shocked. Yeah, Ohio too. State sucks in my opinion. I, I, I thought they were like they, – they beat Indiana, but they had no business even coming close to be. I, I'm shocked they made the tournament. Me too. I'm thinking even when they were watching this selection show that they were like sitting there going, yeah, we're not going to be in. I mean, I would think Clemson or NC State has a better. Uh, I would have I given them. Clemson and NC State a bid over Ohio State, yes. Yeah. Ben, who, who, no- who got left out? I think I think it's pretty much the only two teams I thought that should have been in there that got left out were Clemson and NC State. I thought at least one of the two of them should have been in there. You know, um, address Clem, or address NC State's very, 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 very weak outside conference schedule. Well, actually, they did beat Auburn at home. I believe they beat them. SEC champions Auburn. Yeah, they beat Auburn. I mean, they lost at Wisconsin by four points. They beat Penn State and Auburn at home. I mean, Penn State's not great. I mean, in the ACC though, I thought they did what they needed to do. I what mean, ten, they did ten and eight. They were they were nine and eight, ten and eight. They were above five hundred in the in the ACC. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. that's what I'm yeah. Here are some interesting things in the seedings. Obviously, whoa, the whoa, ACC. whoa. Do I get, oh, sorry. Do I get to do mine? Oh yeah. No, you don't. Okay. Fuck. Fuck. Are you gonna yes. say Tulane? Nah, I won't say Tulane. The 0-18 in conference Tulane Green Wave did not deserve to make the tournament. But they did cover for you this week. They weekend. did cover. They made me some money. They made all of us who were brave enough to take them some money. But <laughs> who, 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 snub, who is your snub coach? Um, and I'm not Go. saying this as an ex-Alabama student. I'm saying oh, the University of Alabama got completely snubbed. I do agree that the 18-10 and 10 oh. overall record did not go their way. But... I will say that they had a very a good bit of quality wins and a lot of what you say quality losses. Beating Wichita State by four points on the road oh, is very on. quality. Wichita State was not a good team this year. <sighs> they weren't bad. Um, they barely lost they to UCF. Better. Barely lost or they, they beat Arizona. Um, beat I'm Kentucky. For a good team. Barely got beat by Texas A&M. Team. Barely yeah. lost to Tennessee by three. They and the SEC was such a good basketball conference this year. Yeah, they hung right with the ACC in my opinion. Sure. I would say that Alabama definitely. I wouldn't. The word definitely is weird. I would say that they deserve to get in. I can see where they didn't because they did drop a few weird kind of in between games out of conference. But the losses that they did suffer were close losses on the road to conference opponents by less than five points. I, I don't say think Oklahoma. Got Oklahoma. I don't know how they got in either. Yeah, yeah. that's another I mean, question. Once I mean, you lost to them. West Virginia in your, mm-hmm. your first round of your tournament. Mm-hmm. You were you are five hundred in your turn your conference, which is not a good conference. I nope. think the the Big Twelve isn't good this year. I think Kansas is terrible. Uh, so that was a little surprising. But uh, obviously, the the committee high on the ACC, high on the Big Ten. 
and then I was surprised how low the siege for the for the Big East got. And I know it's not a great tournament. I mean, a great uh, conference this year. But Villanova won last year. They they won their tournament. There are six. Yeah. They won their conference. There are six. Seen mm-hmm. Hall, who I like a lot, is a ten. Yeah. And, and I like Seen Hall too, actually. Seen Hall's a fun team. They can make a little noise, and they and they're a ten. So that was a little surprising. Uh, yeah, we rode them a couple times last week and uh, made some nice coin for us. We did. Another another team that I don't know if deserves to get in that I, you got to bet against the first game is Minnesota. Uh, don't like them. Don't like Rick Pitino's son as a coach. Uh, they, they have trouble It's funny scoring. that he's going up against his dad's old school, you know. Like, they, and that is a and, and that, game, to... that that makes the game much more interesting. Yeah, it does. Because there's a lot of hatred Rick Pitino has, even though he was totally wrong. He should have been fired. Yeah, should have been his, banned from college. <laughs> you know, threw like through his fucking assistant coach under the bus. That's what gives. That's more of the problem to me. I think all these coaches are lining up ladies for these guys. I really believe it. Dude, it the just came team. out at Georgia Tech that the assistant coach at Georgia Tech, a school exactly. that doesn't even recruit, that yeah. if you can get her on, <laughs> on academics, here you go. You got a fucking spot. That you're well, taking you're taking 18-year-old kids to Magic City. You're a despicable yeah. human being. Well, the thing is like everybody knows you got to do what you got to do to get these kids to play. Bruce Cosley used to coach the Bengals said it best when he went to the pros, to the college, he goes, we're giving these guys a lot of money. This time it's not under the table. And that's the truth. And you don't throw your assistant coach under the bus. Take the fucking rap, Rick Pitino. Mm-hmm. That was my problem. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, don't so, have, I guess I don't have much ethics. To be no, honest. you don't. Uh, so, fellas, give me a first-round critical upset alert. Who is okay. bound to win? I have mine. I'll go ahead and say nobody else steals it. And if I steal yours, I'm sorry. Who wants I, to go first? I guarantee you, Oregon will beat Wisconsin. 12-5 matchup. Well. Mm-hmm. I guarantee you, See, Oregon beats Wisconsin. Really that even though the seeds makes it an upset. Yeah. To me, it's not that much. Those are an upset. Th- th- those are two kind of even teams. I agree with you, and that's kind of exactly. my problem with the seeding. And I agree with you 100. percent Okay, so my one. I mean, I know this is everybody goes to the Ivy League school. But I think LSU is a little lost without their head coach, and I think Yale has a lot of firepower. Will Wade, or, um, yeah, game. Yale is I very think good. Yale covers the spread in that game, but I don't know if they can win it outright. I think LSU is far too talented. They've now played a few. See, the thing is, like, if they lost Will Wade, played just that one game, and then lost in the tournament, I think it'd be different. But I think they played a few games. You know, they kind of seen what they can do. I mean, that game against Florida, they practically could have won it. Nas Reed tried to do just about everything he could to help them win that game. I, I mean, I, I look, Maddie. I don't think it's. I'm not gonna say it's not gonna happen. You know what I mean? But I, yeah. I feel like LSU is gonna pull it out. But it's gonna be a lot closer than you want it to be. But I'm actually on Belmont to get to the Sweet 16 here. I think that Belmont, they're a great offensive team. I mean, Temple's a good team too. If they can get past Temple, I think they can make a run and get to the second weekend here in March Madness. I mean, they, like I said earlier, they're one of the highest scoring teams in college basketball. I mean, yeah, Belmont has a great team this year. Also, another kind of upset team that I really like is Murray State over Marquette. Marquette and Murray State are very similar yep. teams, but the thing yeah. is that guy Marcus Howard for Marquette, if you go look at his stats, he's been trending. Marquette and him have been trending down to end the season, trended down, and I think they got bounced on the second day or their first game of the big season tournament, but also the second one. 
Yes, and but also he like fell in that game and apparently hurt his wrist, so he's battling a little bit of a wrist injury. I feel like that unless that Howard goes for like 30, 40 points, they're not going to win this game. And we've seen Ja Morant, when he needs to win games, gets the game-winning and one and then turns around and drops 40 on Belmont. So, I mean, I, I think Ja Morant can get there. I watched enough Marquette the last few weeks and lost enough money on them, and they're one of the worst closing teams you'll ever see. I think mm-hmm. that's new that maybe Wojo isn't a great coach. And Marcus Howard is one of those guys, like, sure, if he gets hot, he'll hit three threes in, like, a minute. But he also turns the ball over a lot. He gets ice cold, and the whole team gets ice cold. And mm-hmm. if he's not going, they're they're screwed, and, and they just can't close games out. So I can yep. definitely see Marquette losing. I definitely don't see him winning a second game. Um, Let me ask you guys a question. Yeah. Um, this is coming from someone who – doesn't watch the most college basketball. And, yeah, I sure. know the tournament. I'm I'm more well-learned than your average fucking bear. But yeah. can you explain to me, and this is a very honest and candid question, what is yeah. the point of the first four? Why are we playing so many? Like, why tell you why, why are we come. battling 11 seeds against each other? Why not just pick an 11 seed? Why are, the why, first four? Like the first? The first four the, in Dayton. Why, why are Belmont and Temple both battling for an 11 seed? Why not just pick one of them? Why not just well, pick? Well, they, and, they and, want to add a couple extra teams, and it's it's more revenue to have more games. Of you course. Have, so it's strictly just a selfish money grab. It's like, well, it's also it, it, two teams are are so. Well, you know, the first I think it started maybe five or six years ago. So it has we to be have, somewhat new, right? Yeah, we would have Belmont and Temple would not be in the tournament. Uh, who else? Arizona State, St. John's, wouldn't be in the tournament. I don't know why my dog's losing his shit. So you got about so four the, teams that that would would not be in the tournament that you would just they would feel snubbed, and it gives four extra teams a chance to be in it. And VCU, the first year of it, I was like, this is dumb. VCU made the Final Four when Shaka Smart Shaka Smart years. Yeah, yeah. I just don't understand why. Why make two eleven seeds play against each other? Why not just pick one? Pick who had the yeah, better. So, well, so what they used to do is it used to be the two last two teams to make the tournament used to play each other in one. There used to be like that one play-in game. I remember it was the last two seeds to make it and used to play. Yeah. But they basically just decided. I mean, if any, it's more revenue. It makes it. I think it makes it a little bit more fun. Like usually, those games are fun to watch. You know, you they see are. a team just come oh, out and oh, play yeah, desperate. No, I don't doubt it. And a lot of times, too, the team that wins that day turns around. They win again. Like every, I think every single time there's been a playing game that one team that's come from the playing games wins the next game. That's why I picked Belmont just because St. John's and Arizona State are garbage. Uh, which which uh, goes year, completely against ago, against betting strategies. You do never ever ever pick a team that played yesterday. You don't pick a team who has extra games or their belt so it's yeah, kind of like it adds to the march madness here here's mm-hmm. another thing if you're there's two 16 seed games so two teams that are 16 seeds are going to play before they have to play the number one seed you might as well play that game because you can actually win a tournament game you'd be like we north dakota state versus i think it's north carolina central one yes. of those teams can say we want a tournament game we want a tournament game i can see that I, I like I mean, it that. sucks maybe not to play Duke because it might be fun for your yeah. kids to get killed by Duke. And exposure. But it's also fun to win a game. Yeah, no, it yeah. is. And, I mean, I, I, I understand what you guys are saying. I, I'm I'm having a hard time. 
I my mind just says, dude, just pick a fucking eleven seed. Well, and, well, and get it over, dude, and just pick that sixteen seed and get it over with. You know, like why? I are mean, we... one year they're gonna add more teams to the NFL playoffs. Oh yeah, they're be like there's more revenue, and I would love it. And they're gonna add more teams to the college football playoffs, which they should. As they should. They, it yes, should that should teams. definitely be eight teams. Yeah, I say ten. So two first round, so buys. more games, more money, and for the for Arizona State and St. John's. They're happier than pig and shit because they'd be sitting, you know, going, fuck, we got to play the shitty NIT, which yeah. I can't even gamble on. So that I can't gamble on. Um, Honestly, I would fade. I'd probably try to fade those teams that got snubbed, you know. Typically, those teams will get bounced oh, first round. So, but... so speaking of the NIT, I'm yeah. definitely taking Bama to win the NIT. They definitely got snubbed. I'll, I'll well, take the, them to the, go to at least the, the, the championship game. Here, no, I would the, fade Bama to lose that first game, man. Psych. Here's the thing about that, Cohen, though, is you can't go by that because it's kind of like when you get a really good team in a bowl game that doesn't mean shit. All, Auburn versus UCF is a big example. And you don't know if they're going to show up because mm-hmm. it doesn't mean anything to them. It doesn't. So it, it, the, the stakes are high. It's like, ba- yeah, we're in the NIT. We don't give a fuck. Basketball so, is different, but you are right. Like it is one, it, it's, it's the bowl game. Yeah, so it's kind of like you don't know what team is playing really hard and what team isn't. And that's like betting yeah, on Yeah, like Kentucky when they had Nerlens Noel and all of them and didn't even make it to March Madness. They lost the first game of the NIT and were done. So, I mean, I yeah. I don't know. I, I wouldn't even bet on that. It's, it's such a crapshoot because you don't know what teams are sh- want to show up and what teams are like, eh, we're just playing another game. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this, though. Would you rather – Go to March Madness and get bounced first round, or would you rather win the NIT? Win the NIT. Get bounced in the first round. I'd rather win the NIT, probably. I'd rather get bounced in the first round. I can see where you're coming from, Maddie. And with every fucking other sport, I, I, I would I would agree, hey, it's better to be at the dance than to be sitting on the sideline and watching. But this is college basketball. There were 68 teams picked for this tournament. We're not really being being bitches about the numbers right now, you know, like I would rather win a tournament than 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 be the team that lost in the first round. Fair enough. Um, what do y'all what are y'all thinking about the bracket though? We need, should, we need to get back on on um, topic. Yeah. Um. We, I, I should we give our final four or not? Uh, I would say no. I'm gonna wait maybe till next episode to do that because I'm gonna I, I want to actually sit down and study well, the well, bracket. Everybody who's on the pool will see it, so we can't be like I told you so and so. I haven't so. done mine yet, oh, no. so I can still maintain plausible deniability. Okay, well, I think we should just go. Th- I think we should I just go like. through and talk about each region a little bit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just be okay. like, what teams right, we like. Start, teams let's we don't start like. in the east. So you Pop got, off the east, Finland. I mean, here's the funny thing about this region: Michigan State got fucked. They beat Michigan in a tough game yesterday, and because of that, um, they got fucked. Mm-hmm. They, they got fucked I actually because um. Sorry, I I just can you guys no, take over for a second? Yeah. Um, they got fucked because Duke is probably like the number one seed that's ranked fourth, but everybody knows they're the best team. Of Michigan course. State's probably ranked fifth, and it's like they got to play in the Duke region, and then Michigan gets Gonzaga. You'd much rather be in Gonzaga region. I'll be right back, guys. All right. Okay. Um, about the yeah. East, I think this is um, even though in the West we have Florida State. And Marquette and Syracuse and Gonzaga and Michigan. I think the East is still the best region. Absolutely. Um, Vitek, Mississippi State, who was a surprising SEC team that made it. Mm-hmm. Virginia Commonwealth, UCF as a nine seed is kind of scary to me. 
Um, of course, Duke, but to be quite honest with you about Duke, I think that Duke, they of course will win their first round, but once you get into the Sweet 16 and the Elite Eight, that's when you start getting scared because Duke has looked worse and worse every time we've seen them without Zion. And I'm not Ooh. saying he will get hurt, but God forbid he has an off game or he gets hurt or he doesn't show up to the full potential. Duke could be in some real trouble. They're not the they're not the unbeatable team everyone thinks they are. Um, I think as long as Zion's in the lineup, I mean, you got to think about it this way. No matter what, Duke's always going to have the three best players on the floor every single time that they're out there, yeah. no matter who they're going up against. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's always going to be on Duke's side. I mean, Zion looks like in the ACC tournament they were going to lose to anybody. I personally think that Duke, North Carolina, and pro- pro- I'd say Duke, North Carolina, and probably Virginia, and my, I mean – is unbiased I'm trying to be. I think those are the three best teams in college basketball. But I think Michigan State, I'm with Maddie on this one, absolutely gets shafted in here. I think there's probably about eight teams that can win. It's kind of funny. He said the teams that I was looking at going to March Madness, I thought I could pull upsets. So Michigan State, I was like, I'd probably – I think they're one of the four best. The only problem is I think Duke's going to win the whole tournament. So there's no way I'm taking them over there. Virginia Tech, they have great length. They're deep. They get after them on the defensive end. They shoot tons of threes. They're a hard team to beat. You know, like they're one of the best three-point shooting teams in the nation. They're stuck in this bracket. LSU, they don't have Will Wade anymore, their head coach. March Madness, to me, college basketball – is all about coaching. I mean, they're occasionally it's about coaching and veteran leadership. Occasionally you're gonna have that team like a Duke that's stacked up with all the freshmen, you know, like those Kentucky teams that finds their way through March occasionally, but typically it's gonna be that Villanova, that North Carolina, that team that's got all that's bringing all the players back. You I'll know, put it I'll I'll put it to you this way. Imagine the twenty sixteen LA Clippers with Chris Paul, Blake Griffin, DeAndre Jordan, Jamal Crawford, JJ Reddick, everybody else. Mm-hmm. I I always make the make the comparison. If if you were to give those that starting five no head coach, mm-hmm. they could still go out there and play. But if you were to give a teeter tottering kind of college team that maybe is good but isn't great, like LSU or like Vitek or even like VCU, if you if you Back. sent them out there w- without a head coach, they would get absolutely murdered. So Will yeah. Wade not being at LSU, I think, is a humongous hit. I agree. No, I agree with you completely. I think Will Wade not being there is gonna be a huge hit. I mean, Duke's definitely it's definitely gonna be a tough bracket for Duke. I mean, that they come out there and don't bring their A game any after once they get to the Sweet 16. I mean, against Michigan State, against Virginia Tech, if those teams come out, I mean, we've seen Virginia Tech beat them already once this year. That's without Zion, though. So I mean, it's not gonna be an easy run for Duke by any means. In this side of the bracket, ultimately though, I think they can get through this side of the bracket. Um, it's gonna be this is gonna be the most fun basketball to watch when we get to the Sweet 16 in this side. Uh, I'm not very high on Mississippi State. Like I said, I like Belmont as a little bit of a sleeper team in this side of the bracket. I think that they can kind of do some work over here. What are you thinking, Maddie? Uh, well, I mean, I don't want you know you shouldn't really overthink yourself in this bracket. I just think Duke is so good, mm-hmm. so strong, you know. It's going to be hard to beat him. I think UCF wins their game against VCU. I do too. I think Michigan State is going to make a nice little run. Mm-hmm. I think it'll, I think it'll be it'll, it will line up to like Michigan State, Duke, not too many surprises in this bracket. Um 
that's really like I I can as I'm looking at it, that's all I can really say about it. Yeah, and really the thing I like about Michigan State is kind of what we've seen them do in big games. Like basically all three times that they played Michigan this year, Michigan was either in the game or beating them at some point in time in the game or like up decently big on them. And Michigan State just completely took their took them on defensively and stuck them in their back pocket. I think the way that they like their defensive style of play, Cassius Winston, that whole Michigan State team. I mean, they play some great basketball. And, you know, Cassius Winston is. He's he's a very good really player. good player. I he's mean, with what so much? Yeah, he the ball where where he wants the ball to go, he gets it there. You know, what I mean, if he wants to score, he's going to score. If he wants to get somebody open for three, he's going to find him. You know. I also think if that kid hits those threes, I I forget his name, McQuaid. If he's hot, I mean, they can make some damage. I just it's so hard to beat Duke, but mm-hmm. I think they're gonna. I think it's going to be a big Duke Michigan State. Like not a lot of upsets in that region. Yeah, kind of hold serve, you know, where, you know, everybody's like, ooh, Duke, Michigan State. I think that will happen. Yeah, I really do, though, think this region has the best teams in it. I mean, Virginia Tech, uh, LSU, Michigan State, and Duke. I mean, all all those teams, I think, are probably – I think that's definitely the toughest region stacked up yeah. right there. I mean, it sucks for Duke, too, because you kind of don't want a team that's not – I don't – you know, Virginia Tech, when you play a team twice – they beat Duke. It wasn't with Zion, but they know what Duke is. They're not going to be intimidated by the mystique of Duke. You really mm-hmm. don't want to play a team that's in your conference. I'm going to really age myself. I was a little too young to remember this, but one of the biggest upsets in college basketball ever was 1985, Georgetown Villanova. Yep. And Villanova lost them twice, played them hard twice, but was not intimidated because they, they're in the conference and they played them. They weren't intimidated by the mystique, and Georgetown was – that's one of the best teams ever to lose. Patrick yeah, I Ewing. mean, it, it, yeah, growing up as a kid, playing basketball, whenever I'd play on teams, I played on team, I think, three different times at lost in, like, the rec league championship, and that's what our coaches would always talk about. They'd be like, look, guys, like, we're the best team all season long, you know, like, it sucks, but they'd always talk about Georgetown, Villanova. Like you said, that's one of the best upsets of all time, but – think we should move here to the south region and talk a little bit about this region i actually this is fun yeah i actually think virginia has the easiest route out of any of these teams to get to the final four i mean if you look at their region oklahoma not going to put up much of a fight kansas state without dean wade kansas state's not been a great team wisconsin oregon i mean i don't think any of those teams can beat a team like virginia like virginia um villanova purdue i mean purdue is one carson edwards bad game away from doing nothing i mean cincinnati i think is cincinnati and tennessee to me are probably the two best second best teams in this bracket and that's saying something to me because i think tennessee is a humongous pretender yeah, I'm not, I'm not a big. I'm not. A, I'm not high in Tennessee. I think they overachieve because they have a great coach. But you know, I don't. The jury is still out in Virginia. That like you think that. I mean, they're not going to lose to Gardner Webb, but they were awful against Florida State. And I know Thomas, you love your Florida State, but they were awful. Yeah. And this is tournament time, and and the jury is still out. Like, what makes me believe that Virginia is not. The same old Virginia. How many points that we saw last year? You know, the same the same team that we saw last year that put up a fucking egg. 
Exactly. No, what I makes so look, believe that this is the year that they're going to like guys, actually play that they should Virginia play. has lost to two teams the entire season. They've lost to Duke twice, Florida State once. The way I look at that loss to Florida State, that's kind of more of an outlier game. You know, they played the day before. I mean, it's yeah. it's in the ACC tournament. You know, the conference tournaments, college basketball, there's going to be upsets that happen. I think, if anything, that was the best thing that could have happened to Virginia, and it made them refocus. Because, I mean, that Louisville game, I don't know if y'all watched it or not, Louisville kind of played with them in the first half, and then it was like all of a sudden they just wouldn't let Louisville score. They shoot the yeah. three ball really, really well. I mean, the way that all these other teams play and the styles of play that these other teams have, I mean, they're not going to play a team that really contradicts the way that they want to play a basketball game till the Elite Eight pretty much. And I don't think anybody can beat Virginia at the way they want to play a basketball game. You know, like I'm, I'm going to say this is the one region where anything can happen. I can see anybody from – Wisconsin to even Oregon to Tennessee to Cincinnati to Villanova making the final four. See, I, even I, -State. I I just see this like this is the one region where anything can happen. It's a it's a mess. See, I think it's Tennessee or Virginia only. I mean, Tennessee, they didn't beat a lot of great teams this year. But, I mean, if you look through the whole region, I just really don't see any team that could beat, that could put out both a Tennessee and a Virginia. You know, yeah. I feel I just don't see both these teams going out. I think it's going to be one of the two. I'm just lean on the Virginia side, man. I feel like Virginia, I just feel like, the easiest, feel like they got that they chip got on the their easiest, shoulder, you know. They got the easiest. Uh, they have a good route. route. Their route is the easiest, but again. You lost to Baltimore County last year by 20 points. What makes me think that you can turn it around? I mean, I think if Guy, if they buy, like if, if they do a, a team does a good job making not open and hit his threes, they don't they don't have anything. They have no offense. The other guys on the team are who are supposed to play offense are ice cold. Um, I I just don't see them like. Turning around, and granted, there was a time where Villanova, uh, you know, they were the number one seed. They'd always lose in the second round. Number one seed losing the second round. Then you're like, okay, they're pretenders. You know, I, I, I am not going to get fooled by them. Then they win the whole thing. Yeah. So there's that. But I just crouching don't, tiger don't know. is what I like to call it. Yeah. Never know when they're going to actually strike. So we should go to the West where the Zags. Who did beat Duke early, early in the season, but it was so early. Yeah, the and Zags then, are my favorite team in this whole tournament, though. I think Duke and North Carolina are in one little league. But yeah. let's say that something happens to them. Let's say that we're not drinking the Kool-Aid. Let's say that yeah. we're, we're picking another non-ACC team. Sure. I'm picking Gonzaga. Well, the thing about Zag is that they're probably happy in a way that they lost their championship game because – it's a thing of like, never underestimate your opponent. No, nope. like you mm -hmm. don't have anything won. Like you gotta fight like dogs, and and it sets you up to like know that. I mean, yeah, and they beat them by forty series. points both times. Yeah, they beat them by like forty points and by twenty five. I mean, Gonzaga didn't lose a game in that conference all year long. I feel like in the championship game, they had just been running through everybody, and they were just like, dude, we're uninterested in this. Like, take us to March Madness. We're ready to go. Prove what we can do in the big dance, you know. And then boom, I think Gonzaga is a really good team too. I have FSU beating them. That's me being unbiased. I mean, we knocked them out last year. I don't see why we can't put them out again this year. But I really think Gonzaga is one of the best. I think there's probably like eight or nine teams that are in this tournament that can only win this. I would be shocked if it wasn't one of those eight or nine teams. I think Gonzaga is definitely one of those eight or nine teams. I think them and Michigan State are probably two of the best teams in here that aren't ACC teams. Also, though, in this side of the bracket, I really, really, really like Texas Tech. 
They've they've been hit they've hit over 10 threes in almost every game since they've since I think in like their last 11 games all of them except for that one they lost against West Virginia they have they play really good defense I think Jarrett Culliver is going to be a problem matching up with any of these teams in this end of the bracket like I think that a team like Buffalo I mean Buffalo too Buffalo probably the best players in this bracket are John Morant the Jarrett Culliver um what's his name uh, Marcus Howard and those two kids on Buffalo I can't think of their names right now but. I really, I really don't like Michigan very much in this bracket. I don't like Michigan yeah. much in general. Um, I think you're right. I would have liked Texas Tech a lot more if they didn't lose in their first game to West Virginia. I think Virginia. that's a good thing for them. I think it gets you refocused. Like, I think lost out of the way. early in the conference tournament is a, like a, yeah. it focuses, but you know what I mean? It brings you back to earth a little yeah. bit. You're like, All right, but I love them up. during the regular season. I mean, I'm a Michigan fan, so I'm a little biased towards them. I don't know what happened in Nevada because they were like a top twelve team this year, and now they're a seven seed. They kind of fell apart. Well, they didn't win. Uh, yeah, they didn't win the conference tournament. I mean, I again, I can see leaving your Florida State beating Gonzaga. I mean, Gonzaga is the best team, but they're they're beatable. Like they are beatable. Like you get hot, you shoot threes, you can beat a team like Gonzaga. I really love that Rui Hachimura kid. I think he's yeah, he's so great. Good. He's awesome. I think he's so good. So, yeah, he is. I th- I think I think he's going to be a very deal. good NBA prospect. I think he's going to be very good. So if we move yeah. to the oh, you want to keep going? No, nah, let's no, go no, to the Midwest. No, All right, Midwest. So my Iona Gales. Here's a little gambling tip. Here's my lock. I'm North Carolina for- Iona take the fucking over first game. It's going to be high. It's going to be one seventy. Going to be so something. excited. Everyone's going to be playing yeah. loose. Iona the buckets. Iona will score. And they don't play defense. And North Carolina, like they run. That's gonna mm-hmm. North Carolina is gonna score a hundred points. Iona's gonna score about 70, 80. Do we have a Take spread over. right now on Iona? Yeah, it's gotta be out. I'll I'll pull it up. I'll, I, was about to say, I'm, I'm looking at right. I love that. I love that. I'm gonna that. put, I'm gonna put 150 bucks on that game. I was about to say yeah. I'm I'm taking Iona spread right now. I don't care what Don't it take is. the spread, take the over. Yeah, over? do we know what, don't play what day defense. that game's on? Is it on Thursday or Friday? Uh, I'm not sure. I think it's on Friday. I just Friday. Think, yeah, I don't see uh, now, yeah, I love so. Auburn. I love Bruce Pearl. It's on uh, Friday at 9.20. It's 24 and a half. I will be hammering the, the spread. Under? What's the over-under? That's 166. What, right now. what is it? 166. 166. Oh, my God. Please, people, take the <laughs> over. Iona will score. I'm taking I, it right I'm now. I'm going to cover it because it, it could get ugly at the end. But they're going to shoot threes, and they don't play defense, and North Carolina is just going to score these because they're going to just run up and down the court. What do you think, 50 bucks, Matty? What are you thinking? I'm going to put 120 on that. God almighty. 150? So you're down to win 110 bucks. Yeah. No, I really – I've watched enough Iona to know, like, in the tournament, too, like, they just drain threes, and they don't play any defense, and they get to, like – and I think last year, if you want to look at – I don't know if we can look at the score last year. I don't even I don't even forget who they played, but they always play tough and they always score points. Yeah, I mean in North Carolina too, like you said, they play one of the fastest paces. They're one of the highest scoring teams in college basketball. Yeah. This plays perfectly to their kind of style of game. I agree with Maddie. I like a nice high scoring game here. And even with what I mean, I don't know if they can score enough points to keep it close enough with North Carolina, just with how many they're yeah. going to score. But I mean, 24 and a half, that's a lot of points. You'll see me more on the betting side going towards a lot more dog spreads on the underdogs rather than taking favorite spreads. You know, I feel like those favorite spreads are 
all designed as traps for there's, all the ones. There's no home dogs in the NCAA tournament, which kind of sucks for betting. Mm-hmm. But there are dog storylines. Well, that you also have to read into a good a good way to bet is if you see like a plus six or a plus seven mm-hmm. for first half, take the underdog. So like if Oregon is like plus I four, I love that first half. Take Oregon. I you know, they're going to keep it close. Uh, even like Villanova St. Mary's is probably going to be like a plus six. Take mm-hmm. take St. Mary's. Um, I have buddies that do the first half unders on the first round every game. Some years it works, some years it doesn't. I, I wouldn't like – I'm not one of those people that bets, you know, like I'm going to bet every game one way, you know. I mean, some people bet on the NFL. They just bet the we, over the, the underdog every game. Well, we we hammered um, a lot of first half unders this week. This week, yeah. and most of them did hit. I can't. I couldn't find the number for you because and the, and I mean, the and the unders are going to hit because the teams are tight. They're tight. They're nervous. They're trying to like get the field. Mm-hmm. They're, they're missing threes. They, they, they got off a flight two days ago. You know, like there's yeah. a lot of logistics concerns and and things that make us think that uh you know maybe the first half is more of a get to feel yourself thing instead of a yep. score all the points in the world thing and then the second half usually these games speed up mm-hmm. but i uh, mm-hmm. like a game that i love like a over there's some games i just see like unders and overs like syracuse baylor i see an under marquette murray state i see an over but you know i just have a great feel of this iona nc that's just gonna blow up 180, 190 points combined. But in that bracket, I love North Carolina. I think mm-hmm. even them losing by one point to Duke, and in my opinion, was a giant moral victory. Just it was like you had Zion, you barely beat us. You barely beat us with Zion. And 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 you needed him to be Superman to beat us. And and North Carolina going into that tourney, I mean, they don't fear anybody. And they run, they've gotten better, they have a lot of upperclassmen. I just see them like pretty much head and shoulders much better than every team in this this thing. I th- I hope Auburn makes it to the Sweet 16. I think Kansas sucks. I I hope for Auburn so much because I love teams that aren't supposed to win the conference tournament but do. And that's so I would love either. I would love to see them run the table and just keep on yeah. going. But I don't know. Mm-hmm. I like Houston. I think uh, last year they got you know they got that terrible buzz. You think they'll beat Ohio State pretty easy team, though they're beatable. But I, I really think North Very Carolina beatable. is the best team. I think it'll probably be North Carolina, Kentucky. I think to I, Final Four. I think, and this is kind of odd for me to say because yeah, Zion's on the team, so you know whatever. But yeah. I think that North Carolina as a team and as coached is a better team than Duke. But I think if Zion does play, they will beat him. Yeah. I mean, I was not, again, like, I mean, that game was awesome to watch. But it I was. was not impressed with Reddish. No. What was the other guy's name? Uh, Barrett. R.J. Barrett. Yeah, R.J. Barrett. Yeah, those guys, you're like, you guys are top ten picks. Like, you got to make some noise in this game. And they really didn't. It was mm-hmm. really Zion Williamson just winning it on his own with help with the point guard and played really good. And, and – Coach K brought in some guys that never play that had some really solid minutes that kind of put him on a nice run. Um, do you guys have anything else about the tournament? 
bracket is, is take North Carolina, win it, and if they have to play Duke, just hedge out, and everybody's happy. Yeah, I think North Carolina and Duke are the two best teams in the nation. I think that one of the two of them will end up winning this thing ultimately. Still a tough bracket. I mean, Houston's a great team. They would have won that conference championship game had they not have shot 30%, probably one of their worst games. So it's probably a better thing, if anything, if they had that outlier game already going in here. Then I like Kentucky. Obviously, I saw today that Coach Cal has has gotten to the second weekend every single year but once since taking over there and obviously didn't make it that one year when they had Nerlens Noel on them. Uh, I think Seton Hall is a good team. Unfortunately, they can't get past Kentucky. It's going to be too hard of a task. Um, I could see a team. I like. I think Auburn's going to beat New Mexico State. I have them beating them. I'll probably take New Mexico State on the spread though for that game. But yeah. I really think that New Mex that if New Mexico State could get past Auburn, that's the kind of team who could get to the Sweet Sixteen. You know, go play in the next round just because Kansas has lost a lot of guys. I mean, they lost Azimbuki, Gerald Vick. This Kansas team just hasn't been as good. I could easily see them going down there in the second round. You know, it's March Madness. Turnover, their upsets are going to happen. You know, yep. you use usually that double-digit seed that gets to the next week. I have Belmont right now. I think Belmont and Oregon are those double-digit seeds that will get to the next round. I, I, mean, love, I, I love Oregon. I love Florida as a 10 seed. Um, oh no no no! Uh, Nevada's got three players who can play in the NBA. I don't. I think Florida is garbage. I love what Florida happened to Nevada seed. though? What happened to Nevada? Because I they were like making a run to really, you know, be a a, a top eight team, a three yep. seed, and they dropped to a seven. They didn't win the conference tournament. That's why. Yeah, but 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 the seven seed is kind of they're better than that, right? And and Florida's a tough team. I mean, I don't think Florida's great, but. Florida, Florida benefited from a very good SEC this year. They had a lackluster year. Um, lost a few conference games that they probably should have won. I still think yeah. Florida's a, a very good team, but they, I, I, I'll agree with Penland. They did get the benefit of the doubt from a good SEC this year. And they probably should have, you know, LSU should have won that game. Yeah, you know? 100%. If LSU had Will Wade, they probably win that game. Easily. 100%. So... They got lucky. They probably wouldn't have made the tournament if, if Will Wade was there, too. Fellas, yeah, we have just spent there... 50 minutes talking about the NCAA tournament. So now should we go to the NFL real fast? Hell, I think we should talk about how my man, Johnny Manziel, has been re-signed with – is it is the Orlando Apollos? No, he's not going to start, though. No, no, probably not. But, but... – it, it, he it is, is back. He, pra- he he was at practice in uniform today. He he is officially back. He's polarizing and like if he started, it's kind of funny because I I just imagine like let's say he he starts Sunday and I'm in Nevada watching basketball. Memphis. I'm sure the there's Memphis a TV Express. on. I'm sure there's a television on where people are like, well, these games are awesome, but I gotta watch see what the fuck is up with Johnny Mantell. Mm-hmm. I will be yeah, watching yeah, this uh, Sunday. Um, he is with the Memphis Express. He was at practice today. The way that the AAF's waivers work, he was their geographic waiver pickup. You know, like you can only pick up people from inside your geographic zone. And he fell in the waiver process to the Memphis Express. Who did? Johnny Manziel. Okay, so the Apollos didn't get him? No, it wasn't Apollos. It was the Memphis Express. It, I, for some odd reason, last week I thought it was going to be the San Antonio Commanders, but I think 
Texas A&M isn't in their waiver zone. I think Memphis had Texas A&M in their waiver zone. Yeah, and also, look, I'm just going to say this about the AAF and about the whole Manziel thing. The AAF, to me, is just like the NBA G League or minor league baseball. 100%. You know what I mean? I don't watch that stuff. I, I like the AAF. I think the NFL needs a developmental league, but you will not catch me watching it, and so I'll have to sit out this one. I don't really know much about it. Well, there, there's nothing uh, to sit out. We just I, There know, was one piece of news, and that's it. I'll just say this. Okay, thing. okay. I was about to say Yeah, no, no. We're not getting into a diatribe. The week after the NFL season ended, I'm on. I'm a drug addict for the NFL. I was. I'm in withdrawal football, so I watch the AF. But when March Madness starts, it just you know. Yeah. I got you know, and then when baseball starts, you know, and then when the Maddie, NBA I'm gonna playoffs do somehow and help you get into the NBA, man. You need to pick up a little. Well, NBA. when the playoffs, when the playoffs start, I'll get really into it. Trust me. I mean, I get into the NHL playoffs when when they start too. But Yikes! It's just like. I'm such an NFL guy, MLB, college football. I love college basketball, but I, I will try to watch more NBA. I mean, I do love a great, you know, great NBA playoff game, great regular season game. You can become a Jazz uh, fan. I'm a Celtics guy, but, you know, I, I don't – I would bet against the Celtics. So I'm not that big of a fan. If you bet against your home team, you can't be that team, big of a you're fan. not that big of a fan. Okay. But I'm a Celtics guy. All right, so before we get extra too crazy and go over on time, um, we had an absolutely bonkers. I mean, this has been, I wouldn't say best, but I would say the most crazy NFL offseason in a few years. Maddie's a little bit more dated than I am, so he could be able to tell you more. No, this was the craziest. This was the, 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 this with the most moves being made and everyone else going to different teams and guys switching jerseys. This has and been suspensions. the craziest. Yep, this has been the craziest in all I've seen yet. By far. Yeah, well, you want to know why so many teams are out here spending this much money and making all these moves and stuff? To and compete with all the Rams. Season, I really, really, with the Rams. really think it's yeah, because the of the Rams and the Eagles. Compete you look at the, the last two teams, the Rams and the Eagles, they built those teams off free agents. Like, all these other teams are built through the draft. You maybe go out and buy, like, one or two free agents, you know, but the trades in the draft. So I really sparked everything up. Maybe I was into Rams to win the Super Bowl into the Super Bowl just because yeah. Spurs burn. So, I'll tell you, this is yeah, terrible. This is the league we're in now. Um, Never Speaking of the recent second worst quarter in the NFL today, uh, Blake Bortles, he is going to be Jared Goff's backup. It's amazing because if it comes to uh, Goff getting hurt, it's over. I still don't trust Bortles. I I still don't trust Bortles. All he can do is run a four-yard dive. Yeah, he can run. Barely. You just got to hope that Goff doesn't get hurt. It's almost like Brady where it's like, well, you know whoever's the backup, it doesn't really I matter. trust Brian Hoyer more than I trust Blake Worlds. <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, I don't get it at all. Uh, Me neither. And it's great for Blake because he's Yeah, oh, dude. Oh, hell yeah. Go ride that pine. Go be part of the winning team. Yeah, oh, hell yeah. Out party. Hell yeah. The bitches in L.A. Mm-hmm. He's going to have <laughs> Mm-hmm. He doesn't have to play. He just nope. sits there and he's gonna like go. Oh, oh, you're the you're the backup quarterback. You're a yep. handsome looking guy. Yep. He's gonna have the time of his fucking life. Hell yeah, hundred percent. Maybe it'll yeah. move in the neighborhood. Yeah. No, Maybe. I think it was probably the best thing that could have happened to Blake Bortles. No, that was best up. case scenario for him, hundred percent. Oh my god, he hit the lottery. Yeah, this he, is not he, playing he sure the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. This is Los Angeles, where it's gorgeous every day. To be the backup quarterback, I'll take it. I'll tell you yeah. who did not hit the lottery. Ryan Fitzpatrick signed a two-year uh, deal he, today he, with the Miami Dolphins. Tough. 
he's getting a starting job. I think it's a little bit more pressure and more responsibilities than he wants. But Miami finally gets a quarterback. Ha ha. He's a huge stopgap. They will probably go someone in the draft this year. They'll definitely go someone in the draft. And he's like, it sucks for him because his job, if you ever see the movie Bull Durham, Love it's it. like your job is to come here, uh, you know, play a few games until the, the guy that we draft is ready. And then you keep you, the you're, you're also there to train him yep. and show him the ropes. Get him used to the league. A few things. And then when he's good enough, it's like, okay, goodbye. We don't need your services. On to the next shitty team. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not a human. It's still a paycheck. I was about to say, I'm a fan of Ryan Fitzpatrick. I don't think this will go that well. But I'm yeah. happy that he finally gets a starting job that he doesn't have to compete with Jameis Winston for. Have you guys ever seen like the Yammer Yager uh, shots of the Yammer Yager fans? I think he's been on like 15 different NHL teams. And what they do is they sit in a row, and they every, each guy wears a different Yager jersey from a different nice. team. One of them wear a Rangers jersey. One of them wear a Predators jersey. One Bruins, of them wear, yeah, yeah. yeah. So Fitzpatrick, yeah. well, I actually I think, think it's a good pickup. I, I you think, do? I don't think Fitzpatrick. Look, I don't think Fitzpatrick. I mean, he might start the season as their starting quarterback, but I think ultimately the Dolphins here are trying to make a play. Maybe you said Kyler trading for Murray. trading for a guy like Josh Rosen, trying to draft Ooh. Kyler Murray, trying to draft Dwayne Haskins. You know, I think it. See, Ryan Fitzpatrick, he's a Harvard guy. He's one of the smartest players in the league. Obviously, he's not one of the most talented. He's a gunslinger. You know, Ryan Fitzpatrick, the Buccaneers said it. They brought him in to try to teach Jameis Winston and help him learn. I think the Dolphins are doing a lot of the same thing here. They're bringing him in to help teach. I would look for the Dolphins. I mean, I don't know if they're going to go in on one of these quarterbacks like this. They might look to take a guy, you know, in one of the next rounds. And regardless, though, I think Fitzpatrick has been brought in to kind of teach. I mean, yeah, he will obviously be the starting quarterback at first. But also, I think Ryan Fitzpatrick is absolutely hilarious. There's a video. I'll send it to you guys after this. I think I have it saved some you know how you can save stuff on your instagram i think i saved it it's just of him acting like a fool and just having fun like nobody has as much fun as like remember when he came out in djx chains yep. and his jacket and all that stuff that 100%. was one of the funniest things i've ever seen that was the funniest thing of the last season's nfl season his his, his uh, teammates love him it's just his role now unfortunately has been you're the guy that comes in there plays a few games you know, shows the young kid the ropes. And then when the kid has it, it's like, okay, we don't need your services anymore. On to the next team. Um, it's a weird role because he's never in there to be like, you're the guy that's going to bring us to the Super Bowl. But, hey, he's making a paycheck. All right, give me 30 seconds on Adrian Peterson. Matty, go. Resign with the uh, Redskins. Penland, go ahead. Um, I think the NFL is a better place with Adrian Peterson in it. I would love to see Adrian Peterson break as many records as he can in the NFL. Can I run because I have to babysit? Yeah, can you give us five more minutes? No, because I got to babysit. Well, goddamn. My my sister's emergency. But I want to just say uh, join the the, uh, the, the brackets, Daily Degenerate Pod. I love you too. Sorry for the emergency. No worries. We love you. Go do your uncle duties. You got it, man. Talk to you soon. All right, my boy. Uh, hey, we'll see you, Maddie. Good stuff today. Um, yeah, but going back to what I was saying, though, I love Adrian Peterson still being in the league. Adrian Peterson's my favorite running back to ever play in the NFL. I mean, I've grown up watching him pretty much since, like, literally, I remember him in Oakland.
you know, fall for so long. I love Adrian Peterson. I was not happy I suspended for that one season. I want him to break his many records. Like, watching him run for 1,000 yards to me is still inspiring. I mean, just being told time and time out, he still can't play in this league, and him being like, nah, I still got it. I'm still yeah. as good as I used to be. You know, Last year was a humongous surprise, to me especially, and I'm a skeptic. I'm someone who is like, ah, oh, yeah, well, you know, Ichiro's coming back for his 86th consecutive season. He's going to ride the bench. You know, I'm kind of like a skeptic that like that. behind the back yesterday? Bro, that is my fucking dad right there. Ichiro is an absolute <laughs> nutcase. I love him to fucking death. Adrian Peterson is our Ichiro. I, I agree with you. Um, I think that I... You, hell, you said it best. I think the NFL with Adrian Peterson is better than without Adrian Peterson. Um, I think the scandal of his was a complete sham. That's neither here nor there. I think that Washington has a good enough interior line that no matter who the quarterback is, they can hand off and get him a few yards. And I agree with you. I would like to see him break maybe a few more records this year and pad his resume. Mm-hmm. I want Adrian Peterson to go down as the best running back to ever do it because he's the best one. Him and LT are the two best ones I've ever watched. He'll never pass LT, but he'll be a close second. Eric Flowers was also signed by Washington. I was very intrigued by Eric Flowers. Even when he was with the Giants, um, you could see that there was potential, but he would just get absolutely murdered on every play. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that was him being surrounded by other bad guys. I don't know if that was him maybe not motivated in New York. But I'm excited to see what Eric Flowers, a past top 10 pick, can do with Washington. Signed a one-year deal. Um, in a surprising move, Oakland cut Donald Penn. Apparently they said it was a, like a, it was like a mutual agreement. I don't know what that means because that could mean a million different things. But mm-hmm. I was surprised to see the Raiders cut Donald Penn. Yeah, I was too. It was interesting as well to see him cut to see them cut him loose. I felt like they're really trying to build a team around Carr. I mean, a team that they mm-hmm. think could be successful in one or two seasons, you know. So I definitely thought that was weird as well to see them move on there. Me too. Uh, Max Unger retired. He wasn't the only tire, uh, player to retire this weekend, but he retired this past weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, the Saints, I don't think, got as much out of him as they would have hoped. Max Unger had a very good NFL career. Yeah, they actually got him from the Seahawks in that Jimmy Graham trade, I remember. So 100%. definitely think they wish they could have got a little more from him. But at the same time, you know, he was kind of there in that weird transitional. You it was, know, it was super from- weird, wasn't it? No, even, like, even if, like, you know, like all the playoff runs they've made the last two years, like he was like a super weird tenure with them, right? Mm-hmm. Um, a few more moves to go here before we get off. Um, me and you, as Falcons fans, lost two receivers to the Chicago Bears in the same offseason move. Nick Williams, white boy, and Marvin Hall, speedster, have both signed one-year deals with the Bears. Yeah, what's with the Bears stealing all our guys? I don't man? know, they dude. Turbo, now they want these guys. I, I don't guess know, they, I dude. guess their systems are just similar or something. It has to be. has to be. I don't know if um, – they're trying to do with Trubisky what they did with Matt Ryan and just surround him with the Lamborghinis and the Corvettes and everything else just to make it to where he can't fail. Well, or if they're trying to I copy mean, our Marvin system. Marvin Hall and Nick Williams are more of uh, Camrys, in my opinion, I, than Lamborghinis and Corvettes. I, I know, but but they're both speedsters. Nick Williams is irrelevant in this conversation, honestly. Marvin Hall is a speedster. Um, I think he's a good fourth-starting receiver. Um 
you're right, they're more Camrys than Corvettes, but they're fast Camrys. They're, they're Camrys that are paid for. They're Camrys that are given to you by your mom and dad. They're Camrys that you can get a lot of use out of. Um, Kareem Hunt was suspended eight games, not by the NFL, but by the Cleveland Browns. And I think that was a move to go ahead and hey, say, hey, we'll suspend him for eight games. You guys don't need to do anything else. We've punched him enough. That way they can yeah. at least get him back for this season. Um, I personally think that Kareem Hunt should serve no suspension. I think it was stupid that he was even kicked off his team to begin with. I watched I mean, the I'm video, not saying but... that I don't have, I'm not saying that domestic violence isn't a problem and there shouldn't be stuff done about it. I mean, I feel like what happened, the way that the season ended for him in Kansas City, I think was punishment enough and he shouldn't be punished any further. It, for your season, suspension. for your season to be ended that abruptly and this is not anything that, that should be taken seriously, what I say, because I'm not a lawyer. I'm not an NFL executive. I'm not someone who makes the rules or abides by the rules. But I think that that video was absolutely a joke. Um, Let's see. I'm trying, I'm trying to read, see if we got anything else. I know Shaquille Barrett went to the Bucks in our division. Um... Ryan Tannehill was traded to Tennessee from Miami. Um, Atlanta signed Kenyon Barner and Luke Stocker. I know Buffalo got Andre Roberts, the uh, best kick returner in the league last year. Um, hell, I think that's about it. I know Oakland cut um, Jordy Nelson. But honestly, that's all I see. I think I'm good on NFL free agency. Sounds good to me, Cohen. Any, anything else you got? Um, that's about it. I mean, I appreciate you and Maddie having me on once again. I'm ready to win this bracket pool and keep keep with my winning ways. I hope we all uh, have another good week on the book. You know, it's been good to us. Last I, I, weeks, so I I hope, I hope me, you, up. and Maddie get first, second, and third. That way, we can at least win some money. Yeah, that'd be that'd be nice. You know, honestly. I, I won't even be mad about it if we don't. At the end of the day, it's all about it for fun. But mm -hmm. appreciate y'all tuning in once again. Appreciate you guys having me on, Cohen. No worries. Um, ladies and gentlemen, this has been episode number 69 of the Daily Degenerate Podcast. My name's Cohen Hughes. You can find me on Instagram, Cohen underscore Hughes. Facebook, search Cohen Hughes. Um, I don't do Twitter. But I'll let Thomas Pinlin plug himself, and then we'll get the hell out of here. Um, Y'all can follow me on Twitter at Hot Takes with TP3. Follow me on Instagram at TP3 underscore NBA underscore bets. Um, four and one so far tonight on NBA. Just got Blazers pending. They're losing by like seven right now. A lot of but the Spurs hit. Though, so. The Spurs bet did hit. Oh yeah, I mean that that was that one was easy. That one was against easy. the reeling Warriors. Yeah, that one was easy. I mean, there's so many. Just all the numbers were in the Spurs' favor tonight. I knew that was. I knew that line was a trap for people. Just like, oh, the Warriors. Yeah. You know, like that was. Yeah. It's blatantly, but that's yeah, meant to trick people. Yeah, everyone follow me though on there. We'll see. We'll see y'all again soon. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Um, Maddie retired early, but you can follow him on Twitter and Instagram at Maddie Goldberg One and Maddie Goldberg respectively. Maddie Goldberg. At Matty Goldberg is uh, Instagram. Um, please join our bracket challenge. Please hit us up. Please do whatever the hell you want to do. Um, this has been episode number 69. We hope you guys sincerely enjoyed. Thanks so much for listening. <laughs>